Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Asha. How are you? I'm just fine. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. I've kind of like, I've been running and going for about two and a half hours already, so I... (laughs) Which I know st- is like really early on your side. So <laughs> I'm still getting coffee on board on my side. Yeah. Listeners, you should know it's like <laughs> 6 a.m. for Asha right now, but that's how dedicated she is to this show. Um, well, listen, you know, uh, I was just telling you before we started that I had not eaten breakfast yet. Um, so let's talk about food and I'll get really hungry while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing, the reason I'm thinking about this, one thing that has not changed through the pandemic is that we're still eating and prepping a lot and tweaking systems and feeling tired about cooking. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I think we all are. And, you know, um, we just need to keep eating. So inspired by a few things, notably including a very impassioned conversation you and I had recently about squash. (laughs) Which, by the way, I ate again last night for dinner. Okay, well, we're going to talk more about it. We shall discuss. um, We will discuss. I just thought it would be fun to talk about food. We love talking about food. Our listeners love talking about food. And did I already say we're still making so much food? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so true. Um, You know, and I feel like the food situation, while, you know, many of us have sort of gotten our our heads around the basic changes in shopping and cooking that we have to do, I think it has changed again with back to school. Mm. You know, so many, you know, that sort of catches catch can that you sometimes can do a little bit more during the summer with food and lunch and, you know, stuff like that. That's changed again. And I feel like, you know, once again, we're in a place where we need to rethink, uh, you know, how to not only make sure the food you know, happens and is in the house, but we also have to conserve our own mental energy with, you know, how much we're expending on supporting our, you know, our kids, those of us who have kids or just the reality of heading into the fall, you know, with jobs and all that stuff. So I feel like we are at a moment where we need to both simplify meals and shopping, but also keep encouraging food independence among our kids. And, you know, that continues to be, (laughs) that's just, 
that's that's a thing. That's a thing that requires thought and energy. And and there's not a lot of like mental space and energy floating around these days. Yeah, it's a journey. And I'm uh-huh. glad you brought this up because, I, you know, it's funny when I was thinking about this episode originally, you know, my mind was kind of around dinner prep and stuff. But you're so right. And I have found that um, because my kids are on their schedules are just different, given that they're in elementary and high school. So every time I mean, on a typical day, I'm basically downstairs because I'm sort of managing the dog and I'm kind of HQ downstairs, not in my office, but just in the main space of the house. And so their lunches are different. And I have needed at least certainly my older kid to be like, okay, you need to get your lunch because I can't break twice (laughs) for lunch. Right. (laughs) It's just too much. So Uh yeah, there's just so much attention switching I find. And so the more that we can simplify food, the better. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I I think the other, you know, when I think about it from my daughter's perspective, who's in online school, her ability to take breaks, you know, they, I mean, there is a schedule, but sometimes there isn't a lot of time. And so for her, I mean, I'm not, I'm not preparing her a lunch. She has to have, but what she does need to have is food, you know, basically readily available that she can make herself. So that still requires thinking on the part of the shopper, who at this point is me. Uh And so, you know, again, for them, like lowering their stress level, too, when they don't know when their routine is all out of whack. Yeah, it's it's all connected. And, you know, I suddenly realize with some um, maybe shame is too strong a word, but I suddenly realized that there are probably episodes years ago where I was complaining about packing school lunches, you know, way back when when I was like packing a lunchbox for my kid and how much I resented it. And now I would just welcome being able to do that now. And I just pack a lunch, send her to school, the whole thing. I mean, it really is one of those, if you didn't Mm -hmm. laugh, you'd cry moments. And it's a journey. Isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, okay, seriously, I'll probably still cry after this episode. But I mean, we can see that there is some glimmer of strange humor in this. But yeah, also, you know, real. These are real issues that we're all dealing with. And I guess the the thing that I would say to close out this sort of framing part of what we're talking about is that you, if you are the food prepper, if you are the food shopper, if you are, you know, one of, you know, the partners who is doing food prepping and shopping, your mental health and, you know, calm really matters in this situation. You know, yep. it's, it's important. It's not just the food. Yeah, I agree. And um, just a quick note, and then we we can jump into our tips. But when you were saying about um, you know, encouraging independence, you know, for sure with older kids. I also know we have a lot of younger kids, uh, parents of younger kids, um, who listen to our show. And I just wanted to encourage, I think I might've said this on a previous episode, except I can't remember which one, that this is a great time to start, you know, encouraging some of that independence and forming it specifically around those transitions, because I'm finding, especially for Violet, who's a fourth grader, um, you know, the transitions are, pretty quick. And the idea of like me toggling every 45 minutes or whatever it is, like it, it, it made me panicky before we started school. So this was just like, um, our systems were actually pretty well in place, but like just little tweaks, like having a snack basket that's easily accessible or a shelf that's easily accessible. So people, Mm -hmm. kids can help themselves when it's snack Mm -hmm. time. So you don't always have to be getting up to do that stuff. Just those little, little tweaks are really, really important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, Let's jump in, Asha. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to start with a systems thing. And 
it's a little humbling. <laughs> and I guess my, my general comment is to consider tweaking your system if you realize that your system is making you crazy. So I have talked before. Um, it's funny how you mentioned like uh, past episodes where you're like, I don't want to make lunch anymore. And now sort of wishing you could make lunch. But um, mm. it's kind of like that. Like I remember talking on previous episodes about um, how much I loved my grocery app. And so mm. I had a, just a simple one to make a grocery list. And then when I was sort of in pandemic freakout mode about um, expired food and what we had in our, since we were building up more of a food supply in our sort of downstairs area, I leveled up and I found an app where you could actually track inventory, put in expiration dates, all that sort of thing. Mm. So I was like, this is a great idea. This is going to be amazing. And I'll say with complete humility that John was like, are, are you sure you want to, this means that anytime somebody pulls something out from downstairs, we have to tell you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and anytime we want to add something to the list, we have to tell you and that you're the gatekeeper. I'm like, it's fine. I want to manage it. I need control of the situation because I'm the, I'm the grocery shopper, right? Uh -huh. um, so for, and at the beginning, it was really fun. Vi helped me input all the data for all the food. Um, and then I realized it was making me so grumpy and miserable. <laughs> Yeah. So I went back to a paper list that, mm -hmm. and I, I'll share a link to an Instagram. I share, I shared a picture of it. It's so boring looking and so basic, but it's, it's, and it's not even check boxes. It's not fancy. It's just blank <laughs> spaces for different categories. And it sits on the fridge so that whenever anybody wants to add to the list, they add it. And I am no longer the gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. And now my life is like 800% better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like there and back again. You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're laughing about this. First of all, it's not ridiculous. I think the fact is, I let just, you know, humor me while I just point out the bigger picture here. I think the fact is this pandemic, I mean, like we we've really had to do so many things so differently. I mean, mm -hmm. this is obvious, but we also have to do the things that help us feel safe and okay. And for a while in the beginning, that was, you know, something like writing expiration dates in an app. I mean, it maybe at this point, it sort of feels like, wow, I was really, that, that that's pretty intense. But <laughs> at the time, but at the time, there was a good reason for it. And it was all about, you know, sort of making making yourself feel safe, making your family safe, mm -hmm. doing all that stuff. And so I really feel like I just want to I just want to sort of normalize that because let me just say Christine, I have I have a <laughs> I have a big package of industrial sized toilet paper downstairs, mm -hmm. okay? Like from a commercial toilet paper company. <laughs> Did it have to not arrive on a pallet? <laughs> No, it didn't have to arrive on a pallet. I was not one of those people who hoarded toilet paper and, you know, emptied supplies from grocery stores. I did not do that, but I did. Per so, but I did purchase something from like a commercial toilet paper company. Yeah. And okay. And I'm sort of looking at that going, hmm, you know, I mean, you're probably going to be using that for the next three years, you know, and it's a wow, little that's funny. that's a lot of TP. Yeah. It's a <laughs> maybe not three years. It is a little funny now, but it made sense then. So yes, for sure. So. Let me just say that to all of you out there who have your systems that require tweaking. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. that's a good point. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, so I think the thing about my system, I've always had a pretty lightweight meal planning system. Uh, to call it a system might even be an overstatement. It's just I, you know, sort of sit for a few minutes and jot down a few things that I think I might want to make the next week. And that's how I do my shopping. But that system also relied on browsing the produce aisle, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. something that I really love to do. I've always loved grocery shopping. I mean, I don't not when I had little kids, when I had a little more time and space to myself. I just like looking at the produce and I don't do that now. And so in that respect, even my lightweight meal planning system doesn't exactly work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even I've had to do tweaking. So I think, you know, tweaking is I mean, I guess tweaking is just the name of the game right now. Um, but I'm really glad you pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, building upon that, um, you know, I'll just say if you don't have a system for food or shopping, this would be a really great time to create a system. Now, let me be very, very clear in this mentally overwhelming period of time that we're all in, I am not talking about a complicated system. I am literally talking about maybe, you know, marking a weekly spot on your calendar where you sit down and just think a little bit about, you know, think a little bit about what you want to eat the next week. Or mm-hmm. um, like Christine said, maybe, you know, having a list in categories just, you know, tacked up on your fridge or thinking about the things that you get every single week and writing those things down on a list so that you don't have to rewrite them on Mm -hmm. your list. Mm -hmm. Just, just simple things like that, that um, you may never have needed to do just because you could, you know, like maybe you're one of you're a weekly grocery store wanderer or whatever. Maybe you didn't need that before, but maybe you need it now. So I think this is a good moment to just, you know, again, no shame, It's not like you should have been doing this before, but maybe if there are some things you can do now, this is a good time to think about it. Yeah. Just whatever is simple and easy to like help you need to think less. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Less thinking. Yeah. Less thinking is good. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm excited. We have a lot more to talk about around, Mm -hmm. around food, Asha, and we will do that after a quick break. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age? leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash edit for 25% off. As you know, I am all about micro improvements. And if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations. 
and their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, friends, we are back. We're talking about food, one of our favorite subjects. Um, and I'm going to kick off this section of the show talking about outdoor dining because <laughs> we have, um, we were kind of very, or it took us a while to get there. Um, in fact, we've only gone out twice to patio experiences. And I guess my recommendation is specifically based on our sort of lukewarm experience. And in one case, we had planned ahead and made a reservation, but had sort of forgot that the restaurant that we were going to is already like is usually pretty slow and and the food was OK, but not great. Um, and then the second experience was more recent. And John and I actually decided on a last minute date night, like our first date night since the pandemic. Um, but we hadn't planned in advance, so we went to a place that had a bunch of outdoor seating restaurants, and we basically got our third choice because either our first choice was closed, the second choice was had a 40-minute wait, um, and the food was just unbelievably mediocre. So mm. the company was fabulous, <laughs> and it was so great to be out. But I did have a moment of like, wow, we just spent like a bunch of money on a meal that was like super mediocre. So my recommendation, and I'm... I guess feeling a little bit more like, okay, if we're going to do another patio dining thing, we have to make it good because um, there's, we only have a limited time before things get really cold here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just recommend if you are going to go out um, somewhere, just, you know, plan a, in advance a little, see if you can make a reservation. Not all places will allow that, which is a little, you know, part of the tricky. If that's the case, go out at like 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but just make sure you're going somewhere that um, you love and is really yummy. Um, so you don't sort of like waste your, waste your outdoor dining opportunity the way that I did. Mm. Yeah. It was fine. Have, the company was great, but it was really mm-hmm. like, wow, that food was yeah. super mediocre. We have not been to any uh, restaurants at all. Um, no patio dining. I, I don't, I actually personally, I'm just like, I realize that I'm, I'm pretty conservative in terms of what I am willing to do sort of out and about with other people. And I, I realize that patio dining is not one of those things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have not had that experience, but it's but it is interesting, you know, when 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 it's just like, huh, how is this food actually? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, which is not to say that, you know, like you said, you kept saying the company was wonderful. It was probably just a lovely thing to be sitting outside, you know, with John having, you know, a way to have a conversation that's different, not inside your house. But yeah, no, I I, I haven't done that. I so, and I funny. get it. It's not it's not for everyone. I will say yeah. I was pretty impressed because the the second place, the place we went for date night, like you didn't touch a menu. You scanned a QR code to get access to the menu. Like it was really, it was very interesting to see the way that people have adapted. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, no, it is, it is fascinating. And, and so many of these independent restaurants, small businesses are just doing such innovative things to make it through this period of time, which is so difficult. Um, I also know a lot of cities, actually Portland, and I have not, I really should go and check it out. A lot of cities have done some really wonderful things with outdoor dining, you know, claiming space on the street to create mm-hmm. outdoor spaces. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 
Um, good, good. Actually, this is encouraging me to just explore a little further afield. So, uh, but but then let me talk about takeout because we have done takeout, which I do love. Um, we have adopted a new quote unquote rule around my house, which is that I don't think about, I, Asha, do not think about food on the weekends. Love it. <laughs> I am the weekday food person. On weekends, we either get takeout or we scrounge around and, you know, like figure out whatever we've got in the fridge. And it is a really wonderful thing. So that means um, I have been exploring a little bit more um, Portland's takeout food scene, which is wonderful. But I will say that I've had a couple of experiences like you have, Christine, where it's like, you know, you sort of go through the I mean, it's not an insignificant amount of effort to like figure out what you're doing, call ahead and order, drive over there and get the food, you know, the whole thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just in, you know, and in the end, the food is sort of like, OK and cold. And it's mm -hmm. like, All right, why did I do this? I'm not sure if I actually <laughs> saved myself any work, but I certainly didn't save myself any money. So I have used I now have a different sort of set of uh, standards in my head for takeout and what that's done is it's given me, actually, I've discovered lots of new food. And so it's really interesting, including, by the way, sushi. I never mm -hmm. thought about takeout sushi before because mm -hmm. that just, I don't know, somehow that just didn't compute. But sushi is a fabulous takeout food because you don't have to heat it up. It just kind of comes in its own little box and it's perfect. And um, we felt so special at my house eating this fancy sushi um, and it tasted delicious. So. Anyway, I, I think it my my tip is not unlike Christine's about, um, you know, really thinking about not only what is delicious, but what um, sort of translates well as takeout. And that's where you should be spending your money and, you know, spending your time. Yeah. And a little a little edit or addition to that is stuff that you wouldn't necessarily make at home, you know, oh, like sushi, yeah. like I never make it home. So it's totally a treat. Um, we have the same feeling about a fabulous Thai place um, that we'll do takeout from. And I just never cook Thai. Like I've mm. looked at recipes and then been like, oh, it feels hard. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend, you know, exploring takeout for places that you don't usually go to. Although I will say that the other night it was it was Tuesday. And Laurel said, got back from whatever she was doing and was like, it's Taco Tuesday. Do you want me to like bike up to the local taqueria and get tacos? And I was like, for some reason, I was hemming and hawing. I have no idea why. But what? she, Christine, I don't who know. Are I, you? I think I was being a martyr, probably, honestly. And so, <laughs> but she went and she came back with like a dozen tacos. And I just, I think I just groaned with joy the whole time eating. <laughs> it was so good. It was such a relief. <laughs> It's so amazing. I'm just yeah. like thinking to myself, I want I want Laurel to bike to my house with tacos. I want Laurel to bike to my house anyway. She wouldn't yeah. even have to have tacos. Oh my gosh. And they, they held okay. up well in trans in, in transit, which was good. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so I think it's interesting that you said, and also I love that you said that you are off duty with food on the weekends mm. because I have found that during the week weekdays, I'm you know, the key food prepper. And it's really chaotic because I'm juggling all the other things. Whereas on the weekend, I'm still the key food prepper, but it doesn't bother me because I'm not dealing with emails and work and all that stuff. And so I actually mm -hmm. love weekend food prep and, and mm -hmm. wanted to recommend that um, in order to kind of like set you up for the week. So for example, and I'm going to maybe look into see if I've, oh, I definitely have a good bread recipe I'll, I'll include in our show notes. But for example, I'll like 
make a double batch of zucchini and pumpkin bread. Um, and that sets us up for easy breakfast. You know, I'll put one loaf in the fridge, one in the freezer, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I usually do um, two like super loaded trays of roasted vegetables, which sets us up for easy meals all through the week. Um, a batch of brown rice or some other kind of grain that'll serve as a base. Um, and then thanks to you, Asha, cooking and freezing batches of beans if we're running low because we eat so many tacos and quesadillas. So just so like, happy to see that. I'm like cooking beans. You I started bought, cooking beans. Yeah, I haven't bought a can of bean in, beans in ages. It's amazing. Oh, man. Um, but that is my favorite because then during the week, it just makes everything else easy and people can help themselves and that, mm-hmm. you know, it's good. That sort of doesn't count to me as weekend food. <laughs> like food prep because you're setting yourself for, up for the week. I guess for me, um, it, it's more like the thinking about like when someone comes up to me on the weekend and says, what are we going to have for dinner? I'll say, mm-hmm. I don't I don't do food on weekends. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. my answer. And and I don't even it. There, there's not a trace of of <laughs> I mean, I literally say it straight. It's just a reminder. But but the but anything that reduces you that the thinking about food during the week to me doesn't doesn't count. I yeah. think this is ge- a genius. And I also love, I actually get, find that I get a lot more creative with food on the weekend for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well then from there, I think it is worth ta- thinking listeners. This is a tip listeners. I think it's worth thinking about what your favorite easy foods are, because I don't know about you. I sometimes forget what it is. My family actually likes to eat. Like I get so in a rut with what I'm cooking that I forget there are other easy meals that um, I could easily do, which they actually like. So one of them, before I forget, I want to talk to you about actually is Thai food, Christine. I already have in mind something you're going to be getting in the mail soon because you just said, (laughs) okay, no, I've just figured out while we're talking, you're like Thai food. That's hard. No, Thai food is the easiest because- Thai curry paste is the easiest and Uh, Thai curry paste mixed with coconut milk and a couple other very simple things that you have sitting around your house. That is the base for any sort of roasted vegetables or added anything that you have sitting around. And that is one of my favorite easy foods, Thai curry, which, by the way, I made uh, like three nights ago and I topped with a sliced banana. And let me tell you, that was like a genius brainstorm. (laughs) I came up with that on my own. Sliced banana on top of spicy curry. Wow. You heard it here. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yes. Um, Like the other thing that we were talking about, and this brings me back to my winter squash hint at the beginning of this episode. People, you should have heard Asha talking about the squash. Okay, no, you're going to hear her now, but it was really (laughs) hilarious when we were talking about it. (laughs) If you've never heard of delicata squash, Mm -hmm. which is a a relatively small winter squash, it's sort of cream colored with green stripes, orange stripes. It is the best winter squash because you can first of all cut it without like maiming yourself with a large knife you know how Mm. winter squashes Mm -hmm. are butternut love it but it's hard to cut so hard you can once you cut that thing and you know scrape the seeds out you don't have to peel it you could just roast it and then eat the peel it is delicious easy it's the best squash you need to go buy some delicata squash so that's one of my favorite easy foods i also am a roasted vegetable fanatic Uh Uh um so You know, and I think it's worth ending this little tip by saying, yes, your family might get sick of some of the meals that you cook over and over again. That's okay. They're not going to, you know, I think, again, it's important for you to be able to sometimes prioritize your own mental sort of calm and space 
so that you can just make some things that are simple. I just want to remind you that right now there's a lot happening in life and that is a form of self-care, you know, sort of creating things that are easy for you and not maintaining the same standards that you would at another time in life. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's important. You know, that's important to remember. Yeah. And I'll also add that if they don't like what you're making, they can make something themselves. Like there are times when I've, you know, had my roasted vegetables out and people are like, oh my gosh, more roasted vegetables. I'm like, go find something yourself. And people make yes. quesadillas or they make hot dogs or whatever. They they shall survive. <laughs> yes, they shall survive. And I do want to point out that we um we actually did an episode way back when called Easy Pantry Dinners. We sure did. And yeah, so that would be actually a great episode to reference as well. Yes. We probably talked about roasted vegetables knowing us. Yeah, we will link it up. <laughs> All right, friends, we have more to discuss. We will do that after a quick break. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And... What aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash edit. That's storyworth.com slash edit to save $10 on your first purchase. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. All right, folks, we are back. And just to close this out here, I want to remind you that you can still swap dinner with your friends or plan a socially distant meal outside. This is something that I want to bring up because. Um, I don't know about you, but I just in some ways um, I I sort of stopped socializing with friends around food when the pandemic started. And I haven't really reintegrated that into our day to day life. Mm -hmm. And recently we had dinner with another family in our neighborhood. 
It was socially distant. It was on their back porch. We were far away. And the fact is, it was such an incredible joy that I realized, why haven't we been doing this? We can do this. Uh And I I just needed an experience to remind me that it was possible. Uh And so I just want to put that out there to you, because in, in many ways, the joy of Cooking and food is the joy of sharing time together. And I know that is something that so many of us are missing. And so if that's something that would help you reconnect to food, I want to encourage you to plan something like that. If you don't have a back porch, maybe you can, um, you know, put together some food and meet some friends at a nearby park, you know, and sit far apart and just eat your meal. But um, I know that um, eating a meal with with friends just really it just reminded me how much I love doing it. And it filled a little hole I didn't even realize was there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the social, this is like a, this is both a food plus mental health tip (laughs) because it really, it's important to see people. And, you know, I, again, same, I haven't done it quite as, quite as often, but the times we have done it, it's just been lovely. And I will also say we had one um, get together with two other couples, like right in, in town where we just, um, so it's not, I think just cause of the timing and also to keep it less complicated, we just met up for drinks and snacks. We didn't even bother with a full meal and it was mm-hmm. just lovely to chat and sit. And so I, I plus one that, and mm-hmm. also want to say, you know, right now it's so hard for kids. And so if yeah. your kids are s- struggling, I would also suggest that if there's a way to coordinate like a lunch date for them, like that also mm-hmm. is great. I only bring that up because you know, one of Violet's best friends lives right in the neighborhood. And earlier this week, her mom was like, how about they meet up for their lunch and recess hour? And I was like, genius. <laughs> like, why yeah. wasn't we, why weren't we doing that before? Right. So, um, you know, it helps a lot with the mental health, I will say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my last tip of the episode, um, and you refer to our easy pantry meals idea, um, but it was top of mind. Also, um, the tip is to stock up on easy freezer or pantry items. And the reason this is top of mind for me right now is that since the school year started, I've definitely had many moments of like, OMG, I cannot cook again. (laughs) ah. And then also with the change of season, I've noticed I'm just craving different things, like stuff that I I had not craved at all during the pandemic, like gluten-free pasta, like pasta. I'm not usually a big pasta person, but recently I was kind of craving it. Um, also soups. And so mm. I've stocked up on like just boxed soups. So we have it around, you know, just things like that. E- mm-hmm. Really easy things that, you know, you can just like grab and make within like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which um, which sort of leads me to also suggest that if um, if if that is you, then also maybe look at your um, freezer container stash. And if mm-hmm. you need to you know, add to that a little bit so that you can make things and freeze them, you know, maybe just pick up a few extra containers or something like that too. Yeah. 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 Super good. Oh, this was fun, Asha. So let's close things out. What is your next edit for this episode? All right. Um, My next edit is to find a new local takeout place to try this weekend. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, like look beyond where you usually go and do a little do a little Googling and see what you can find locally that you haven't tried before. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that. I love what that. about you? Um, well, I'm going to loop back to the beginning of the episode and I'm going to say that I would like for people to choose a food related action that will remove you as the gatekeeper. 
Smart. Yeah. And I'll, I'll link up my paper um, list in our show notes. But if anybody wants it, I could just like make it into a... No, I think it already is a Google Doc. I can link to that in the show notes. I'll just do that. <laughs> ah, food. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, um, we hope that this has given, you know, this episode has given you some ideas for, you know, what to what to cook, what to eat, what to shop for. You'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to all the resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And this week, we'd like to know what is one of your favorite fall go-to recipes? I just, Asha, I just love it when people share what they're cooking. It's so awesome. I know it is. It really is. And it's like, sometimes you just want to know what other people are doing. Absolutely. All right, friends. So to do that, hop over to facebook.com slash edit your life show and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page or chat with us on Instagram at edit your life show. Thanks for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.